and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Uh, today it is cold and dreary in Ohio, but that's okay because it's Friday and we love Fridays. Fridays are great. They mean the weekend is here and that's what it's all about. And usually Thursdays are kind of the beginning of my weekend. I don't have a lot of, uh, classes on Friday, so I'm just kind of chilling. Then... Thursday night football is usually pretty exciting, and last night it just wasn't. I was watching the game, we were watching the game, and I understand why the NFL schedulers were like, we got up with this game in primetime, we got Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, we got Russell Wilson, he's going to be cooking with the Broncos, that's going to be a great game, they're both on new teams, everyone's going to love that. And then, the first four weeks of the NFL season happened, and we're like, it's going to be Matt Ryan versus Russell Wilson. So, like, the reason it was going to be a good game became the reason that everyone was kind of like, yay. And it just was painful to watch. I mean, uh, Al Michaels at one point was, like, trying to justify the low score, and he was like, this is just how good these defenses are, and you got to understand that. But, like, from my perspective, and apparently, I feel okay saying this because the people smarter than me seem to agree with it. When I was watching the game, it just did not seem like there was good football being played. And uh, Mike Lombardi, he was talking about how, like, there's not a lot of good football being played. And it's not because all of the teams are so good. It's because a lot of the teams are really bad. That's why there's uh, they're all 2-2. Two and two. There's so many te- average teams out there. And Pat McAfee last night uh, during the game at one point tweeted that Matt Ryan has clearly forgotten how to throw a football. I don't know about that, but it definitely seemed like that last night. I mean, the dude would, like, throw the football. He'd, like, have it back, and he thought he was going to throw the long ball, and he'd throw, like, a 10-yard duck that no one was even near. No one was anywhere near, and... Matt, uh, Russell Wilson would get the ball and he'd get going. Then he'd get down to the red zone or like past the 50, getting past the 50 last night was a win for these guys. And just would throw at one point he threw it. And the only guy near the ball was a Colts player who intercepted him. Just like when I, usually when I say things like, oh, I could have played better than these guys last night. I'm usually joking, but for about 10 minutes last night watching the game, I was like, there are guys out there on this field that are definitely way more athletic than me and faster than me and stronger than me. But I'm convinced I had myself convinced that I could potentially do better than some of them only because like these stronger, faster guys were just uh, seemed to be unaware of what was going on during the game 
I had my parlays going on. Um, Naeem Hines was a part of every single one of them. He ended up getting hurt really early in the game, concussion protocol and all that. So that hurt all those parlays. So I was really just kind of watching, hoping the Colts would pull it through. And they did in overtime. Not a single touchdown scored, all field goals. And Broncos fans left the game as overtime began. They were they showed them leaving the stadium. They were walking to their cars. They are like, we're not staying for another quarter of this. We're done. Usually when overtime's happening, everyone's excited. It's a tight game, but nope, not last night. Broncos fans were done with it. So because of that, there's not a whole lot to talk about with that game. Other than uh, it seemed like they were competing for the worst quarterback rating last night. Last This is from ESPN. Last night, Russell Wilson had a 15.9 quarterback rating, uh, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, and... Uh, Matt Ryan had a 20.2 quarterback rating and two interceptions, no touchdowns. There were no touchdowns the entire game. It was all special teams pretty much the entire game. Um, to put that in perspective, their QBRs for the season, Russell Wilson's is 34.2 and Matt Ryan's is 36.9. So they were both way below average, way below what they do normally. Um, Geno Smith, the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks currently, who is replacing Cars or who is replacing Russell Wilson, has a 62.8 quarterback rating, which means that uh, Geno Smith has nearly double the rating of what Russell Wilson has. Further, we, Matt Ryan was supposed to be this huge improvement from. Uh, Carson Wentz, and I thought he was going to be too, so I'm like not pretending like, hey, you got tricked, Indianapolis. I, I got tricked too. Uh, Carson Wentz currently has a 40 quarterback rating, which is four points higher than Matt Ryan, so not a significant difference there. They're both not playing great, but Wentz is technically playing better, uh, according to ESPN, and yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know if the O-line just decided to stop protecting Matt Ryan, if they don't like Matt Ryan. They talked about how it's hard for the O-line to figure out the cadences of these guys. They still got this new guy in Indianapolis has had the carousel of quarterbacks going on. Like, I think at some point Indianapolis just has to draft a guy. Like, you cannot keep signing these veteran guys. Maybe throw in Sam Ellinger. Or Nick Foles, see what they can do. Because Matt Ryan's just not getting it done. Um, I mean, yeah, they won. But at the same time, did you really? I, I don't think so. That was just kind of one of those games where neither team deserved a win, in my opinion. That's what happens. We're going to, let's talk about Sunday. We're going to have uh, Chuss come in, talk about Kenny Pickett starting for the Steelers on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. He'll be in to talk about that. Uh, that's going to be about a 10-minute long segment, probably a little bit over. But a uh, guy who I really want to talk about is Bailey Zappi versus the Lions. And I'm definitely really kind of hoping that Bailey Zappi becomes their backup or at least someone that we can talk about for a while, mainly because I like saying his name. And 
I'm probably going to find a sound effect if I didn't already by the time that this is published that whenever I say Bailey Zappi's name, it like electricity fires off. That's that's my goal. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to find one that isn't like copyrighted or something that I'm going to have to pay a ridiculous amount of money for. But that's where we're at. They're playing the Lions and the Lions have the most points allowed this season. Their old defense, 35.3 points allowed. Uh, Seattle is second, 28.8. So Lions are taking that on pretty handedly. Ironically, the Lions also have the most points scored on average this season. So see what happens. I want to see how Zappi does versus this weaker Lions defense. Um, He is the third-string rookie. We weren't expecting much out of him, but I thought he played fairly well. Um, I mean, not Mac Jones level. He'd be the starter if he was Mac Jones level. But I, I think this. I think Bailey Zappi is the guy to follow. Uh, see how he does. If he plays well against the Lions, that's going to be a big deal. That's going to be exciting, and we'll definitely show backup potential maybe starter potential somewhere down the road. Um, Because I want to see the Lions, I feel like, are a good first game to kind of ease them into the starting position instead of just kind of being thrown into the starting position. We can see what he actually does with the game plan. I think, I heard somewhere, I forget where, uh, they said that when Bailey Zappi got thrown in last week, They just kind of said, we have six pass plays and six run plays we like. We're just going to run with those and make different, like, changes, little changes to them to make them seem like different plays. Um, I want to see, now that he, like, knows he's going to be the starter, gotten some first-team reps, let's see how he does. I think this we've got some potential here to see a good game. Um, Lions defense is going to get chewed out if they let Bailey Zappi win, and they know that. Um, So we'll see how the Patriots do against the Lions this week. We've been sympathetic to the Lions on this show. I'm going to continue to be sympathetic to the Lions just because I love Dan Campbell. I love his emotion. I love what he's got going on in Detroit. But I want to see how Bailey Zappi does. And I've said that name like five times now at least, so that we're definitely going to find that sound effect soon. The other quarterback, the other backup that I think people are following this week is Cooper Rush. And Cooper Rush is the first Dallas Cowboys quarterback to start 4-0. And that's a franchise record. And he's going to try and improve that record against the L.A. Rams, the Super Bowl champions. And now you might be thinking, like, okay, yeah, the Dallas Cowboys... He's got 4-0. Wow, congrats. But think about, like, they've got some history. The Dallas Cowboys have some Hall of Famers. And Troy Aikman is one of those Hall of Famers. So, And he was at the quarterback position. Roger Staubach. They've got some history. It's not like Dallas Cowboys have been known for having bad quarterbacks. But So Cooper Rush is going to try to improve that against the L.A. Rams. And you know what? If... The L.A. Rams team that showed up against the 49ers shows up on Sunday? He probably will, because the L.A. Rams 
that showed up uh, last when they played the 49ers on Monday Night Football. It just was not a good team. They didn't look great. Aaron Donald was pretty much non-existent. Um, that O-line is atrocious, and I'm sure Micah Parsons was watching that O-line play for the L.A. Rams. It was just drooling. Uh, he's going to be an issue for Matthew Stafford. Uh, Cooper Cup is probably going to be dealing with Trayvon Diggs and some other uh, Dallas Cowboys corners. I'm sure they'll have him double covered. See which version of Trayvon Diggs shows up. He either is super good and locks his guy down or he gets burned. So that's going to have a big deal of effect on the game. Which version of Trayvon Diggs shows up. I, I, I'm rooting for Cooper Rush. I kind of like feel like he's the underdog. And I want to see how far he can go. He's got that underdog thing going on. I love the underdog thing. Not Again, I'm not necessarily rooting for the Cowboys. I'm rooting for Cooper Rush. And I think if he continues on this track that he's been on, he's going to be uh, starting somewhere next year. Someone's going to take a chance on him as the starter if Dallas doesn't make him their starter, and I doubt they will. But now that we have talked about those little stories it is time to bring in the man the myth the legend chuss so i think chuss here chris i call him chuss don't get confused is the biggest kenny pickett fan i've ever met and he is my steelers fan representative of what they expect from Kenny Pickett and what they've seen from Kenny Pickett. So based on Twitter, from what I've seen, everyone seems to already love Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh. Is that true? Does everyone love Kenny Pickett? Honestly, I definitely have to agree with that. Uh, just because I think on top of Ben Roethlisberger retiring last year, us drafting a quarterback in the first round, but also since Kenny Pickett, although isn't from Pennsylvania or Pittsburgh, uh, he did go to University of Pittsburgh, so it's almost like a hometown hero. Similar to James Conner when he was drafted a few years back, same draft as uh, TJ Watt. A lot of people really liked James Conner just because he was from Pitt, and it's just a local hometown hero. So I think a lot of people are really excited for Pickett in Pittsburgh. Do you think that you would have spent the first-round pick on Kenny Pickett if he hadn't have gone to the University of Pittsburgh? Do you think he's worth that? So I think it's really interesting that he got drafted so early. Um, just because the last time a quarterback from Pitt got drafted, now granted, Kenny Pickett did play for five years at Pitt, one of which was during the COVID pandemic, hence why he came back for his super senior year. Um, but the last quarterback was obviously Nate Peterman, and I think he was drafted in the fifth or sixth round. And uh, we know how he played in his first game. So I really didn't know how high Kenny Pickett would get drafted just because, you know, he goes to Pitt and really the most notable quarterback from Pitt was uh, Dan Marino, obviously. But I think that drafting him in the first round, I wouldn't have done it necessarily. However, because of the situation we were under, I felt that it was probably best case scenario because he is a very good quarterback. But I think that if this was in 2020 uh going to be drafting you know in 2021 or whatnot i think kenny pickett probably wouldn't have been drafted as high but because of his super senior year i think that really uh 
boosted his stock up. But yeah. So we've talked about on the show how smart of a player he is. I know you think he's a really smart player. I do. I've enjoyed watching him play. I've given him the King Kenny nickname. And when I was making the post for the Instagram, you got really excited because you were with me and you were watching me make it. Uh, you said that they don't call him King Kenny yet. That's kind of just what I started calling him. He's the king of the Steel City. Uh, but Pittsburgh's a hard city to play football in. You've got to win fast or else they will let you know that you're losing and you end up like Russell Wilson on Thursday Night Football getting booed. Yeah, I mean, we already saw that with Mitch. I mean, I mean, I was pretty optimistic with Mitch coming in to play because I figured, well, he was in Chicago. Maybe there's a better chance that he does better in Pittsburgh. Obviously, he just didn't mesh right with the players and whatnot up until this point. I mean, obviously, he's benched. We don't know if he's going to go back in at any point in the season. But I was optimistic, but I will say that even with, like, Mason Rudolph, for example, I went to both preseason games uh, in um, August and for the uh, Detroit Lions game and the Seattle Seahawks. And uh, when Mason Rudolph went out there, they, they booed him. And, I mean, it's kind of interesting just because I don't think Mason Rudolph did that bad. I mean, I might be in the minority here, but I don't think he did, like, horrible. But it, I definitely agree with that. It is very – it's a very hard city to please because Pittsburgh – is very known for its winning behavior, uh, especially that's the nickname for City of Champions. Yeah, Sixthburg. Sixthburg. Plastered yes. all over the airport for some reason. First, first, you know, first football team to ever get six Super Bowls. Okay, okay. Um, so, Buffalo Bills, obviously a very good team. They've got Josh Allen on offense. They have a very strong offense. But Kenny Pickett's not going to be facing the Bills' offense. He's going to be facing that defense. Top passing and top rushing last season. So both of Kenny Pickett's touchdowns against the Jets were rushing touchdowns. And he had three interceptions against the Jets, which I don't really think any of them were his fault. But still... um, I, th- I think you'd have to be concerned having your rookie quarterback going in against the top defense in the league. I would say that I am concerned. I will say that I am confident in Kenny Pickett. He seems very confident in the pocket. Now, do I think that they're going to win? Well, I mean, I had a dream last night that uh, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Buffalo Bills this weekend 90-9. to I mean, I feel like that's very unrealistic. But do I think that they're going to win? Maybe not. Would they be able to keep it close? I think it really depends also on the defense as well for, like, the Steelers. But am I concerned about Kenny Pickett playing against a top-rated defense this week and then in two weeks with Miami? Well, I definitely think that this is going to be a difficult week for Pickett. I mean, obviously he was going up against the Jets, who I don't think are nearly as good as the Buffalo Bills. I'm sorry, Stan. But um, I think that it's going to be a struggle but I think that at sooner or later you're going to have to put Kenny Pickett in those situations because if he is going to be the guy in Pittsburgh I think that he needs to get used to playing these good teams and this four game stretch of these really good teams you know we go up against Buffalo this week then Tampa next week and then Miami and then Philly I mean I think you know we could win any of those games I mean any game is winnable in the NFL but I do think that you know, there is some concern to be said about Kenny Pickett playing his first game against a, a top-rated team. We see what he can do with the Jets. 
now let's just see what he does during a full game of football. So Kenny Pickett is going to have to face the Bills. Yes. And then he's going to have to face Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Yes. And then he's going to have to face the Miami Dolphins and then the Eagles. Yes. All phenomenal football teams. They, uh, yeah. They threw him in to run the gauntlet pretty much. Which, yeah, which a lot of Steeler fans were a little upset about just because they thought that it was a part of some sort of inner scheme that Mike Tomlin was doing to make Kenny Pickett fail, which I don't necessarily agree with. But I was expecting if they were going to start Pickett, not until probably November 13th when we come home to play the Saints after our bye. But, I mean, I guess, you know, you gotta you got to start beating these bigger teams. And if you lose, well, then maybe against these uh, not-as-good teams in the November and December stretch, uh, you can win some of these games. But definitely, definitely a concern for the next four weeks. I mean, this was a concern even looking back before Kenny Pickett. Whenever I looked at the season with Mitch Trubitsky, I was like, well, these four games are going to be tough regardless of how well he plays. So. so you guys have never won a game without T.J. Watt, even when Ben was your quarterback. So is T.J. Watt, I haven't seen anything on this, is T.J. Watt expected to come back anytime soon? So he's not expected to play this week, obviously, but I think he is hoping to play next week. So if he doesn't play next week, then probably either against Miami or Philly, which is hopeful. So, so he'll, he'll be back hopefully against Tom Brady. And the Buccaneers have been having some struggles. Tom Brady's obviously got a lot of stuff in his head. Um, so he might have a chance against the Buccaneers. And that would definitely say a lot, I think, if he can go in. Is that at Tampa? If, no, that's that's home. Oh, that's home. So even better. So he has a chance to even beat Tom Brady, and that would definitely help him a lot. Yeah, I um, looking at the schedule for the next – you know, three or four weeks. I mean, the Buffalo game is not on our side, obviously. We're in Buffalo, you know, first week with Kenny Pickett starting. It's not on our side. Coming home against Tampa would probably be a little bit more on our side because it'd be Kenny Pickett's first start, like full start as quarterback in Pittsburgh against a currently struggling Tampa team. I'm not saying that they're a bad team. I'm just saying they're struggling. And then as of right now, have you heard anything about Tua? Is he... Is he doing Tua? I don't. I haven't really kept up with too much. I feel. I think the Dolphins are playing Tua close to the chest because of all the controversy surrounded him. So they're like, he might play, maybe, maybe not. Not soon though. Like he's not. He, he might be back for that game, but not in the next two weeks. I don't think. Yeah. So if he isn't back for that game, I think that game could be also semi-winnable. I, I can't say for sure because Miami's defense is definitely still top tier regardless of Tua. Um, but I think that there is a chance, especially if TJ Watts back, that it could give us a little bit of an edge. But still a really good defense. And then the following week you have to go into Philly and play the Eagles, who have been doing pretty, pretty good, just yeah. to say the least. Yeah, and if you guys lose to Philadelphia, that, that'll also – not be great for Pittsburgh. I don't think they'd like that too much. The only difference between the Eagles and the Browns, the Bengals, and the Ravens is that they're not only not in our division, but they're also in the NFC. So I definitely think there will be some sort of grudge for that because it'll be like, oh, we lost the battle of the PA, you know. But since they're not in our division and not in our conference, I don't think it'll matter too much because I don't think we'll play them again until 2024, and I think that'll be in Philly. So, so okay. So we're, let's wrap this up here so we can move on to talk about 
Bailey Zappi. Uh, I know you, you, you're you're not going to be here for that, but Bailey Zappi, my favorite quarterback out of the draft now. But um, what do you think the score is going to be against the Bills? Or you do you want to stick with your ninety to nine? No, I'm not going to stick to the ninety to nine. <laughs> that that I've been dreaming a lot about you know, Pittsburgh sports and stuff. And I think that just has to do with me playing retro bowl so much. I also had a dream that Kenny Pickett ended up taking us to the promised land and winning a super bowl, like two super bowls in the same uh, year, which doesn't make any sense, but it happened. <laughs> so uh, it, my dreams have been all over the place, but for a score, I mean, obviously I'm going to stick with the, uh, you know, I think Buffalo definitely will probably have above 14 over the Steelers. I think it would probably be somewhere between like 38, 21 or, 31-21. Definitely think Kenny's going to get three touchdowns. I definitely think he's going to get picked off. I don't think he's going to fumble, but I definitely think it'll be like a three touchdown to interception for Kenny Pickett and uh, like a 31-21 or a 38-21. So three tutties for Kenny Pickett, at least one interception, no fumbles. I don't think he's going to fumble. No. Kenny two gloves, no. Okay, we'll, we'll see how this goes. Thank you, Chuss. All right. As he heads out of here, if you enjoyed today's show, if you enjoyed it, I don't know, if you're listening to it on a Saturday, maybe reading a good book, listening to this in the background, you're just that great of a multitasker, I'd appreciate the follow. Uh, Like, subscribe, whatever your streaming service of choice says to do so that you don't miss an episode. Um, We're constantly improving, constantly working to improve. Um, I enjoy doing this as a hobby. Definitely hope to have more people on, such as Chuss. And if you've been following for a while, you know Stan the Jet fan is on. Chuss made a reference to Stan. Um, I just want to be able to do this for you, help you follow football, and help me enjoy football even more. So, yeah, like I said, give it a like, follow, and subscribe. Uh, if you are on Instagram, follow us at nobutts underscore show. If you're on Twitter, follow me at josh underscore butts underscore 2001. Yes, I made the handle when I was in like middle school. So um, working on a website, things are progressing behind the scenes. And I appreciate all of you who are following the show, who are sharing the show. Uh, would love it, you guys, to continue that. And if you haven't started that, please can, please start because it helps me out and makes me feel good. And uh, as I say every Friday, go do something nice for somebody this weekend. I hope you all have a great weekend. And that's going to be it for No Buts About It.